What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great Saturday night. This week, we're going to be a little bit more lighthearted. So I'm bringing you my top 10 favorite video games released after 1995. So basically, from the PlayStation 1 era until now. Keep in mind, this is a personal list. You are more than welcome to disagree with it. The reason I have made it a point to say it is a personal list is simply due to the fact that when you make a list of something that you present on social media, people will instantly ask, well, where's this? Well, where's that? How come that's not on the list? Well, it's a personal list. I had somebody tell me that my whole list of favorite tag team wrestlers was wrong because a certain tag team was not on it. And I explained to them that that list is personal. And they replied with, you know what? I saw that it was personal. And they apologized and we moved on. So tonight I am bringing you my top 10 favorite video games of all time released after 1995. We're going to jump right into it. Number 10. One of my favorite games, and a lot of people don't like this game. It was the last video game made by the company American Sammy. Now, Sammy is still around, but under the Sega label. And that game is Spy Fiction. Yes, Spy Fiction is pretty much a clone of the first Metal Gear Solid. However, it is not as fluid. The controls are not as great, but the plot and the twist and turns is what makes this one of my favorite games of all time. The characters are forgettable, but there are moments in the game where you're using your stealth to get through some of the hardest levels and the most challenging levels that I've ever played. Also, I like the starting locations of some missions. Some missions, during the briefing, there are two ways to start your mission. Some by ground, some by air. Some have a plus, some have a minus. What I mean by that is there's a plus side to starting at the roof, but there are laser sensors up there. There's a plus side for starting in the parking garage in one mission, but there are more guards on patrol. <clears throat> it makes the game... Highly replayable. So that is my 10th favorite game of all time. And you guys should definitely check it out. Number nine, Batman Arkham Knight. Back in the summer of 2015, I used to work the night shift starting at 5 p.m. and ending at 1.30 a.m. But sometimes there was a lot of overtime back then. Things were not as smooth as they are now. Thankfully, I'm no longer on that shift. However, I used to fly home at 1.30. I'd be home 1.45, sitting down, front of the TV, ready to play Batman Arkham Knight. The reason I love this game, not only for the gameplay, but the plot itself, it is probably one of the greatest plots in video game history. It takes a spin, a nice spin 
on two classic Batman tales. Those tales being The Killing Joke and Death in the Family. I have not read The Killing Joke or Death in the Family in quite a few years. Therefore, I cannot get into too much detail about those in their original form. But the twist in Batman Arkham Knight, and I'll try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible for those who have not played it. The twist and turns and the little spins made this game what it was, especially the reveal of the Arkham Knight. When you found out who the Arkham Knight was, I was blown away. I did not expect that. It came right out of left field. Also, the side mission and side quests are pretty cool, from saving Catwoman from the Riddler to even adding Firefly into the game, one of my favorite Batman villains that a lot of people don't talk about. Number eight, WWF. Here comes the pain. This, by far, is the greatest wrestling game ever made. I hope there is a remake of this game. Or hopefully there's another wrestling game with this style in the near future. After the abysmal WWE 2K20, I hope that the next game that comes out is possibly a remake of Here Comes the Pain. There was a rumor remake, but I honestly don't think that it's going to happen anytime soon. However, what was cool is your creative character could go through pretty much three years of storylines, building up your character from a guy starting from the beginning to one of the greatest superstars of all time and eventually a championship match at WrestleMania. However, it was cool because even if you didn't have a storyline that led you to WrestleMania for a championship, you at least got a match at WrestleMania. I think that it was cool because it kept the reality of it going. It didn't stop after one year like wrestling games do now, and you get the credits. I mean, you got the credits, and here comes the pain, but you were allowed to keep going on and on until about the three-year mark then that's when the game got repetitive. But you can lose the title on purpose and branch off in a di different direction. No matter what, there was always some type of storyline to play. So, number eight, WWF, Here Comes the Pain, is by far the greatest wrestling game ever made, and that's why it's on my top ten. Number seven, God of War Three. Now, the God of War series is by far one of the greatest series ever made. I love it. I can't put it down. However, the story suffered in God of War 3, but the action and the abilities and powers you got from your defeated enemies made this game worthwhile. Powers from the Claws of Hades to the Boots of Hermes. And I love, personally, the Namin Cestus that you got from Hercules. There's a cool twist, cool reveal about the relationship of Kratos and Hercules in the game. That's actually one of my favorite battles, boss battles, in the history of video gaming. I can actually... 
at the same point right there just to play that battle over and over. But I thought it was so cool. I also like the fact that God of War 3 wrapped it up. But I'll get down to that a little bit further in this podcast. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is my sixth favorite game of all time. If you've never played Castlevania before, you could start somebody with this game, they'll be hooked and go back and play all the other ones. Now, I played all the original Castlevanias before Symphony of the Night was released. Symphony of the Night took a spin on it, kind of like Simon's Quest, where you had to level your character up, search for certain weapons, search for certain items, and fill out the map to actually beat the game 100%. There was actually a 100.6% completion on the map. I've never gotten the 100 and point, excuse me, the 100.6 completion on the map. Never gotten it. However, exploring the ho- most of the map was fun. Certain areas are super challenging. The monster variety is also what makes this game really good. You got anything from jumping skeletons to large dragons. Now, there's a nice spin and twist, and I'll try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. However, if you get the bad ending, you don't get to actually fully play the second half of the game, which is the upside-down Dracula's castle. Yes, you heard that right. The castle you went through the first time is now inverted and has way more difficult enemies. However, you can level up super fast in this castle and face Dracula in a final showdown. I hope I didn't spoil anything for you. However, if you're familiar with Castlevania, you know that Dracula is the main villain most of the time. My fifth favorite game of all time, Hitman 2 for the PS4 and Xbox One. Now, I currently have the Xbox One version. Not to be confused with Hitman 2 Silent Assassin that was released on previous systems many years ago. The current Hitman 2, and this is a huge spoiler alert, because I got to tell you about one of the missions on there. You can play your missions over and over and kill your target in so many different ways and I'm actually currently playing it right now I want to complete 100% on a specific mission the way that the game wants you to play it out it's very difficult I'm playing on the most difficult level it's taking me a long time I keep messing up I keep having to go back but I'm going to keep trying but what I want to tell you guys what made this game for me there is a mission in Mumbai Well, you have to eliminate two targets. One of the ways you can take out both targets, there is another hitman in town with the same contract. You can actually lure both, excuse me, lure both targets out into the open and he will snipe them, not even knowing that you were there and you had a contract. You have to be very sneaky to get the information you need, 
But the, how cool is that? You never have to even go up to the targets. You never risk getting caught. You never risk getting killed. Your achievements don't really have any, there's, there's no risk to your achievements. You can simply complete the mission without touching either target and move on. So with that being said, that right there made the game. So Hitman 2 for Xbox One or PlayStation 4, PC, etc., etc., is my fifth favorite game of all time. Number four. I've waited for this game to come out for years. And I wanted to have a different art style, a different graphical style. And it did. And it made a ton of major improvements. These improvements made Mega Man 11. Yes, that's right, Mega Man 11. Anybody who knows me growing up knows I could play Mega Man to the end of the world. Yes, the disappearing blocks, I have no problem with that. The jump, jump, slide, jump, slide, jump segment from Mega Man 8, piece of cake. Mega Man, along with Castlevania, is something I've been playing since I was in, I want to say, third grade. That was a long time ago. And you're talking 1990. Okay, so for the last 30 years, I've been playing Mega Man games. And <clears throat> Mega Man basically is a robot. In most of the games, he fights eight robot masters. When he defeats a robot master, he gets a power-up from that robot master. So say in Mega Man 2, there was Metal Man. You got Metal Blades. Or you beat Quick Man. You get the Quick Boomerang. Well, in Mega Man 11, not only do you get the powers from your adversary robots, but they have ways you can power up those powers. And you can make those powers um, either expand or make them more way more powerful. So the next boss you fight will be easier. Like Block Man has a has a block dropper power. Well, he can drop little blocks on you. However, he can all excuse me. He can, however he can also drop large blocks on you with the power up, and that makes certain part aspects of the game a little bit more easy. However, on the hardest difficulty, it the game is very challenging. It is a very fun game. I'll probably never trade in as long as the Nintendo Switch still has life in it. I had the Xbox One version and the Switch version just to take the Switch version on the go when necessary. They're both exactly the same. They're not graphical masterpieces, so the Nintendo Switch does not suffer graphically um, because it is a less powerful system. It is a great game, and any Mega Man fan should definitely have it in their collection. Number three, God of War 2018. This game expanded on the story of Kratos. Kratos had a new family. He had a newer wife who passed. And he had his son with him now. And the mythology changed, which I thought was really cool. It changed from the normal Greek mythology to the Nordic mythology. And if you've seen the recent Marvel MCU movies, you know Nordic mythology is Thor, Loki, Odin, etc., etc. 
the Greek mythology, however, is brought back up, spoiler alert, in a certain part of the game, which I will not uh, get into for those who have not played it. it. Anything in this game, any quest, any mission you're on, and there's a few side missions. There's a few kind of open world-like. The game is not open world, open world-like. Side quests where you can uh, use those to get more experience. There's two brothers that make weapons and powers up have power ups for you, which that is new to the God of War series. Also, the Leviathan axe is pretty cool. There's one part of the game where you can't use it, and something extraordinary happens. I can't say what that is for those who have not played it and those who may want to play it. Now, the game wasn't for everybody. Somebody like a lot of people, even a co-worker of mine, I talk to him about games a lot. He preferred the old style of gameplay of God of War. Uh, God of War 2, God of War 3. He could not get into God of War 2018, and that's fair. A lot of people did not like the, the change in style. However, for me personally, whether it was going to dispel the darkness by getting the light of Alfheim, where if it were going into Mifflheim, if it were coming back to fight uh, the two brothers or using that special arrow Freya gave you. Every aspect of the game, in my personal opinion, was off the charts. It deserves pretty much game in a decade. Number two. This goes pretty much almost without saying... Uh, a lot of people on my um, social medias uh, are in the comment section when I post things about this game. Now, the original game came out 1998, and it was one of my favorite PS1 games. However, number two is Resident Evil 2 Remake. I was blown away from the first two minutes of the game. Graphically, Excuse me. Graphically, it is a masterpiece. When you shoot the zombies, it's very realistic now. They start falling down, but they're still alive. Their legs fall off, their arms fall off, but you can actually shoot off all their limbs and they'll still come after you. The creatures, the creature movements are all updated, like how the liquors in the original would be able to see. They know exactly where you're at. In the remake, if you're really quiet, the liquors will never know that you're there. There are an A and B scenarios for both playable characters. Those characters being Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield. Me personally, personally, I do like the Leon A scenario best. Followed by the Claire B scenario. I won't get to it won't get into too much that I don't want to spoil anything. And what's cool is they added in Mr. X, a.k.a. the Tyrant. This time, he chases you through all scenarios. The B scenario, you got to be really careful. Let's just say, I'll tell you this. Stay off of the second floor until you're actually ready to go there. You know, A little friend may show up. And it'll make certain things just a tad bit more difficult. Keep in mind, if it is too difficult, or you just want to have some fun with a speed run of the game, 
There's some downloadable content that gives you unlimited rocket launcher rounds, which kill anything in almost one hit, and unlimited machine gun rounds. You can skip certain aspects of the game if you have those weapons, if you're trying to do a speed run. Some say it's possible to get, beat the game in two and a half hours. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I cannot do that. I can beat it in just over four hours. I've tried to beat it in under four hours, but I cannot. My best time clocking in was four hours and three minutes. And I had that was with skipping a lot. Uh, skipping a lot of powerful weapons, a lot of power-ups. Just uh, kind of memorizing the puzzles, memorizing some of the codes. What is cool about this game is you don't actually have to see the code first to move forward with the game. Like Resident Evil 1 or Resident Evil 2, you actually have to see something. If you try to input the code and you ain't, haven't seen it yet, you have not seen it, you try to put it in, it'll be wrong. I learned this mistake on Resident Evil 3 and the nemesis showed up. I went back, did it the right way. He didn't show up. Everybody knows I was scared of the nemesis. Uh, really quick, I cannot wait for the Resident Evil 3 remake. It drops April 3rd. And yes, I'll be at GameStop at 9 p.m. Number one. But before number one, here are a few honorable, honorable mentions. Not necessarily for number one. That almost maybe could have made the list. However, they just didn't have that special spark for me. Horizon Zero Dawn. Whoever says men don't like female protagonists, that is not true. Aloy was a great protagonist. It's a great game and it's graphically beautiful. Everything from the, the plains to the snow-capped mountains. Red Dead Redemption. Only thing I don't like about a lot of Rockstar games is the controls and how the characters move. However, the gunplay in this game, phenomenal. And Red Dead Redemption has the most respectable ending in all of video games, in my personal opinion. My last honorable mention, excuse me, Grand Theft Auto V. I do believe that this game is too long. However, it is very fun. It flows very well. And there's still more you can do. Almost seven years later, and people are still finding things to do. There's still more DLC, still more missions coming out. So yes, Grand Theft Auto V, plus all three characters have a great level of depth. Moving on, number one, anybody who knows me, knows that number one is Metal Gear Solid. Originally released for the PlayStation. This is my favorite game of all time. It tells a phenomenal story. But this game actually taught me a lot about life. In the five to seven hours that it took me to finish this game, and I finished it with over the span of maybe two days, it taught me so much about life. Psycho Mantis death scene, which I won't spoil for you. I think a lot of people should go and watch that, especially going on uh, in today's world with certain current events and things like that. All the characters had something special about them. Okay, obviously Solid Snake 
He's probably one of the best video game characters and the coolest video game characters of all time. But he had a certain darkness to him, a certain darkness that got that you could you could connect with, and he made you understand why he did the things he did, or why he was a stone cold as he was, and um, he even showed a little bit of a softer side when he ran into Otacon. Otacon is another great character. And there are two endings to this game. There is the Meryl ending and the Otacon ending. Now, in Hollywood, spoiler alert, uh, stop listening now if you don't want to hear how this game ends. Hollywood and video games, you want to see the guy, tough guy ride off with the girl into the sunset. Not for me. I actually think the ending with him and Otacon is better than the Meryl ending. Also, if you play Metal Gear Solid 4, you'll realize that if you had the Otacon ending, it wouldn't have, it would not have mattered anyway. So my favorite game of all time is Metal Gear Solid. Do I like the sequels? Yes, I do. Are they great? Are they great? Yes, they are. Are they as great as Metal Gear Solid? Absolutely not. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this list of my top 10 favorite video games of all time. Next week, we're going to be talking about why I do not argue with people on social media anymore. And I will also give you tips to end week debate skills. And what I mean by that is um, a quick example would be somebody is answering a question with a question opposed to answering your question. We'll talk about that next week. Thank you for listening. Guys, I'm out.